Good morning. It is time to wake up and be wealthy. This may be our most listened to episode. I just have this feeling. So I am with my new friend, Eliza. Welcome to the show. Hi, Nellie. It's so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. She's also known as the burnout witch, which I love. <laughs> so good. And uh, I, the reason why I think this is going to be the most listened to episode is because burnout is what I think stops us from building big ass businesses as women. We just go and go and go. So our official title for this episode is how to identify burnout, the difference between prevention and recovery and the importance of addressing if you want to be successful. So yes, please. So (laughs) why burnout for you? Like, why are you so passionate about talking about this? Because I lived it. Mm. Um, That's actually how I got into this. I burnt out hardcore in the process of building my business, um, which in and of itself is an integrative wellness practice. Um, It was primarily focused on acupuncture at the time. So that was the first of several degrees and certifications that I got. And I really built my business out of alignment with my own values. I listened to what everybody else told me I should do to have a successful acupuncture business. And that is not cookie cutter and it's not one size fits all. And not every person is going to have a successful acupuncture practice based on running four rooms and seeing a hundred people a week. Um, that doesn't align with my energy and the kind of output that I put in the world. It doesn't align with the amount of time that I want to spend with an individual. I'm trained in a particular style of body work that requires me to be in a room with the person working on them. And so that is a part of my magic. That's what I'm really good at. But that also means that I'm not going to be just putting needles in somebody and then going into the next room and then putting needles in someone and going into the next room. And so there was this massive discord between what I need as an individual to run a business and what the outside world said is a successful business. And too much of that discord for too long just resulted in absolute, complete and abject burnout. Like I just couldn't survive like that anymore. Did you, was there like a rock bottom moment for you where you're like, I'm done here? Like, can you recall? Yeah. So um, I, in my acupuncture practice, I take insurance and I contract with an outside company that was sending me a ton of referrals and they restructured internally. So they kind of stopped referring out for a little while to everybody. So it wasn't a personal, like all of a sudden we think you suck as an acupuncturist and we're not sending you people. It wasn't like that. Um, But they pretty much stopped referring out almost overnight. And that gutted my business. About half of my practice was relying on that that patient flow and that referral system. And because I had built my, my business very much out of alignment with myself and the way I want to spend time and the the types of patients I want to see sometimes, and like what I wanted to cultivate, um, I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to like shutter my doors and pack up four cats and move into my parents' unfinished base basement basically. So I reached out to a colleague of mine who, um, had run very successful practices in Europe where she didn't even speak the language. When she first got there, she built two extraordinarily successful practices. And I reached out to her and I said, you've got the secret sauce. Like what, what am I doing wrong? And she goes, Oh, you're burnt out. And I burnt out. That's how I did it. And that really sucks. So I'm not going to teach you how to rebuild your business the way everybody says it should be. I'm going to work with you for burnout recovery. You're going to recover from burnout and you will build a business based on what is in alignment for you as an individual. And through the process of doing that and becoming certified in functional medicine and hypnosis and mindset work and doing some somatic work, um, I started 
crafting kind of what it looks like to use all of those skills with people. And I found that burnout recovery, particularly for entrepreneurs, is not really talked about. There's, there's, you know, we talk about burnout in the medical field and we talk about like, you know, CEO burnout and like high, you know, high level C-suite type burnout and, and that type of thing. We don't talk about entrepreneurial burnout. So kind of smashing all of my skills together and having this nice little box of skills to draw from really made me passionate about helping other individuals identify and recover from the same circumstance that I was in because it's possible. Wow. Like, and I agree with you. I think the, the world of entrepreneurship is hustle, 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 hustle. You must struggle to get to your, you know, big goals. If you're going to want to build, you know, a big ass business and make a lot of money, like it's going to be hard to get there and you're going to have to sacrifice you and your family and everything. And I think that's why most women don't do it. They're like, yeah, no, thanks. Like I'm done. Or when they do do it, then they're like, I am so unhappy and I don't even know myself anymore, but I have all of this money, but I don't even care. Like I've had clients on both sides and this is definitely a topic that is needed. So how can we, you talked about prevention and recovery. So talk to us, like, what does prevention mean? And what does recovery mean? And how can we, you know, support ourselves and anyone else? Yeah, absolutely. So for prevention, we actually already have a lot of the skills. Anytime you go on to like Thrive Global or HuffPost or Medium or something like that, and you see an article about burnout, the tools that they talk about, like meditation and exercise, and, you know, I, I say quote unquote healthy eating in, you know, air quotes, because that looks a little bit different for everybody. I don't subscribe to like, you know, paleo is king and that's it. So I'm very conscientious about, you know, individual dietary needs. Um, that stuff is really good for prevention because you already have the brain power and the resources to put that in place so that things don't get worse. Once you have burnt out, the type of changes that your body goes through are very different from somebody who might be in a prevention place. So your amygdala, which is kind of the fear center of your brain actually grows. Um, it starts failing to identify what should be typically non-stressful things as non-stressful. And so it starts recognizing more things as danger and that it literally becomes bigger. And then the connections between the amygdala and the rest of the brain that process fear and decide, okay, I need to be afraid of that, or I don't need to be afraid of that. Those connections start to break down your pre prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain that um, is responsible for emotional regulation starts to break down as well. So we react to things that we wouldn't normally react to because we are in a state of chronic stress. And then we have a lowered ability to mediate that reaction. And so that's why, like, I remember at the height of my burnout at one point, I was trying to get into my house and I couldn't get into my house. And the, re the reason I couldn't get into my house is because I was using the button for my car key. To open. I was pressing the button at my, my door, my side door. And when I realized what happened, I just burst into tears which is a completely overblown reaction to a goofball mistake. But this is, you know, we, we find our keys in the freezer and we end up bawling. So right. those are some of the changes that happen to the brain. Our gut may change. Um, this is some of the stuff that I deal with in functional medicine. So we may end up with small intestine bacterial overgrowth because we're eating our food really quickly and we're not giving ourselves enough time to digest it. So all of these things can lead to brain fog, can lead to fatigue, can lead to poor exercise recovery, and it can make it very, very difficult to focus. So telling somebody who is in the throes of burnout to just like sit down and do a 10 minute meditation, they will throat punch you. They will. 
they will <laughs> so and I wouldn't blame them like yeah. I totally get it yeah. because I couldn't do it yes and um you know like asking somebody like oh just like go do like a hit training class you'll feel so much better that person may very well injure themselves if they try to push themselves too hard so when we start doing things like recovery, I don't ask people to meditate for 10 minutes. I ask them to breathe for 60 seconds. I don't ask somebody to go do a Hatha or a Vinyasa yoga class. I ask them to do a yoga nidra, which is literally just lying on your back and listening to uh, someone talk you through progressive relaxation. Because the first thing that we need to do is if you're in a state of chronic sustained stress is teach your body how to feel safe in a moment of rest. Rest does not feel safe to people who are in the middle of burnout. So we need to create these itty bitty, tiny bite-sized pockets of rest throughout the day or 10 minutes or 15 minutes of that as you're falling asleep at night to start getting your parasympathetic nervous system back online, that rest and digest, the sort of breaks of the stress system to bring all of that back online. So your recovery initially is, it sounds so stupid. You're like, what, what am I gonna do for 60 seconds, three times a day breathing? It makes such a huge difference because your body, the somatic aspect of that, the way your body feels in connection to your brain starts to regrow grow and you start to feel safe. And then you can push that to two minutes, push it to five minutes. Then you can start to meditate. I just yesterday hit a goal of a hundred days of meditation wow. and I've been in burnout recovery for three years. Wow. And when I started the reason that I got there is because I wasn't pushing myself. I wasn't setting a goal and being like, I'm going to do it. My whole goal was to just meditate that day. When I woke up, I was like, I feel like meditating. So I meditated. And after like 30 days, I got the little thing on insight timer that said 30 days. I was like, oh, cool. Let's go for 60. Like, let's just kind of keep going and see how far we get. And I hit a hundred days and I've tried to make hundred day goals with meditation and Qigong and all sorts of things before I wasn't coming at it from the right mindset and the mm -hmm. right framing, but through burnout recovery, I was able to finally do that. And it felt really good. And now I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep meditating every day. And if I miss a day, who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, like giving yourself the grace and the permission to fuck up yes. because we all do. Yes. And so burnout recovery is about kind of wiping perfectionism off of the table and, and wiping that hustle and grind. I swear to God, if I hear hustle and grind any place other than a hip hop song, I don't want it. I'm done. No. <laughs> like. Oh my goodness. Well, that I've never heard somebody describe prevention versus recovery. And I think that's so helpful for even like our loved ones in, in the world. Like I, yeah. like when my husband has a stressful day, like I know how to approach him now yeah. versus like years ago, I would be like, let me fix it. And he's like, I don't want you to fix it. And so like, I just think this is such powerful tools, not only for ourselves, but those people around us, like, obviously we're not experts, but we can, we can be more helpful then go do the work. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up because a lot of people who are entrepreneurs want to solve a problem or they want to help. I am in a helping profession. You know, you're, you're running this podcast to help other people. Like we want to do that, but doing that in the absence of taking care of yourself, yes. it's something that my burnout recovery coach called abandoning your knot. She has a whole exercise called the knot exercise. And if you imagine a, a net over the whole world, there's a knot at each point in the net. Your only responsibility is to hold up your knot. If somebody else is having a bad day, you're holding up your knot. Don't just abandon your knot and go and try and fix their shit. If they ask you and you have the resources, that's fine. 
but their garden is not yours to tend. If you go in and start planting a bunch of flowers and they're like, what the fuck? I'm, I've got tomatoes in here. You know, you don't need to mess around in their garden. Trust them to handle their own stuff. And if they need something, they'll ask. If they're the type of person that really struggles to ask, it's okay to say, you can come to me. I, my partner is somebody who does something alone a lot. Like he, he does his own stuff. He doesn't tend to reach out. I used to be that way myself. So I usually offer if he's having a hard day or something's going on, do you need help? No, I've got it. Okay. And then back off. That's it. Sometimes we just even need somebody to see us. Mm -hmm. Like, I see you. I'm here if you want me, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to push you. And like uh, that really, like, even when I've been in stressful situations, I'm like, it's just nice to know that someone like knows that I'm like, yes. I'm going through something tough, but I, I've got this, like, I need a minute type of thing. So exactly, I love all of this. And so for women that are feeling burnt out, what's your message to them? Please don't hack this alone. Please do not get, uh, you know, the dummy's guide to burnout or Cliff's notes to burnout recovery. Like there are great books and there are great resources and I have a lot of them. And if you're interested in them, I can you know, I can give them to you so that people can get them in the show notes. But I think again, with this particularly Americanized culture of entrepreneurship is it's very much pull yourself up by the bootstraps and do everything yourself. And I made it on my own. And that is a one-way ticket to burnout. And so like my burnout recovery was not just me working with my coach. It was working with a coach. It was working with two different therapists. It was working with a functional medicine colleague because it's nice to let somebody else take care of you. I ran my own labs, but I handed them off to her and I was like, I don't know, tell me what you think. So, you know, if you are feeling like you're burnt out, start someplace, start with some books, that's fine, but find a therapist. Somatic therapy is great for people in burnout because we tend to be so divorced. Our brain tends to be so divorced from our body that like, we don't recognize, I bet you 10 to one, there's somebody listening to this. Like if you don't get up to pee, or if you forget that you have to pee, please get up and pee. I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to this, put this on pause and go pee. So you know, find somebody who helps you reconnect to your body, find somebody who can help you with coaching or functional medicine, or start with your PCP, just get some blood panels run, make sure that you don't have a vitamin deficiency or a mineral deficiency or a thyroid issue or something like that. Start involving your community in your recovery process, because there are people here for you who want to hold that space for you. And they're like, so delighted to help. Like, Oh my God. We're thrilled. We let like, literally my name is the burnout, witch. like, I love it. I literally think it's magic. Like recovery is absolute magic. It's so great. What's been like your biggest like transformation that you've witnessed? Like, does one come to mind where you're like just tears and like just witnessing somebody else go through, like break through the burnout? It's hard to say because those things are, it's not necessarily big. You know, burnout recovery is very often an incremental thing where you just don't notice that you feel like crap anymore. Mm. You're just like, oh, I used to be able to. And so it's, it's often not big things when people come and they're just like, I had this epiphany, like occasionally you get those, but, you know, telling somebody one of the things that we do in burnout recovery is like adjusting your environment. So I told somebody ditch your coffee mug. Do you hate your coffee mug? Ditch it. Do you like the art on your walls? 
Do you, do you like the place that you live? This is the sauce that you marinate in every day. And so they rearranged their apartment and they put up some art and they actually like made an effort to make it someplace that isn't just someplace they live, but that they love. And they came back to me next week and they were like, oh my God. I'm like, yes, yeah, so much stress off the table because you're not looking around bare walls going, I hate it here. Mm-hmm. We get to love every day. And I think, you know, the more we can be in prevention, then like, then we don't have to go through the recovery because yeah, exactly. And if you go through the recovery, you start to build in these resources and these tools to notice when you're starting to maybe backslide a little bit. And that's when the prevention helps. Like I've, I've been in recovery for three years. My stress is not any less. I still run a very complicated business. I am in a long distance relationship. Like I have three elderly cats and two eventual stepkids. Like my life isn't less stressful, but I know how to respond to it. And I know when my body is talking to me and saying, you need to slow down or you need this or you need that. So it's not necessarily that our stress becomes less. It's that we respond to it more appropriately. Mm. And listening to it quicker too. Cause I Absolutely. feel like our body is always sending us messages and then we just keep like ignoring them and like, no, I'm not tired. I can keep going. I'll sleep when I'm dead. That used to be mm-hmm. what I would say, which mm-hmm. is probably the worst thing you want to hear, but like that. Used <laughs> no, to that be death me. isn't sleeping. It's just death. <laughs> right. Right. Like, that used to be my thing. Like I definitely, my beginning of my career was very much lived through burnout. So I can relate to your story so much. And now being on the other side, I'm like, I never want to go back. Like this is so much better. So before we end, um, for those building like really big businesses, like we're, you know, six, seven figures, that is a lot. What's your advice to them? Cause that obviously comes with a lot of responsibility and can come with a lot of stress. Outsource figure out what you like to do and what you're good at and what your particular magic is. Make a list. If you have to anything that you hate doing, separate that out into, I don't like it, but I can do it. I really hate it. Anything that you absolutely hate, particularly, particularly if you have the resources to outsource it, outsource it to somebody who loves it. That is their jam. It's their favorite thing to do because that gives you more time to spend time doing things that you like. And again, you're not doing everything on your own. You don't have to do everything on your own. That was one of the biggest lies that I've told myself throughout the years is that I, I'm the only person that can do this the way I want. Mm -hmm. No, I get to be picky and tell somebody else with standard operating procedures that this is how I want it. And if that's not the right person, I find somebody who's like, I can follow that to a T. Mm. So create a team for yourself of people who love doing the things that you hate doing. That way everybody gets to do something that they love. I love that. That's so good. That's gold. Okay. So I could talk to you all day long. So we have to have I you. Know. <laughs> like you are brilliant beyond words. And I like, would love to come back. The burnout witch, like forever, like, oh, so good. So where can people find you? What do you have going on? Tell us all the things. Um, I am primarily on Instagram is where I am at the burnout, Witch. I have a TikTok account. I'm very rarely on it. You can follow me. Something might pop up once in a while. Um, I actually also do tarot and that's one of the things that I integrate into my burnout recovery work with my clients because I'm not divining your future and I don't read tarot cards and tell you to take vitamin D. Like it's not, we read labs for that, but, um, it's a, a really meaningful thought exercise because the cards are associated with particular archetypal figures or 
you know, life situations that can be really interesting prompts for what might be going on in your own life. And so that's something that I've started doing more of as well. Um, and I have a couple of meditations on insight timer. You can find me at Dr. Eliza Collins. Um, I think my handle there is the burnout, which as well, but they don't always update stuff. It sometimes takes a little bit of time for the updates to go through. Um, but I have a one minute breathing meditation. That's really good for burnout recovery. I have a meditation for anxiety. And then some of the meditations that I'm planning on putting out through late summer and the fall are meditations centered on tarot. So using archetypal figures to tap into your intuition and your own magic and visualize yourself on the journey that you want to be on. So those could be some really good resources for people who are feeling a little crispy. I love it so much. So go say hi to Eliza on Instagram, <laughs> grab her resources, get in her world. You will not regret it. Seriously. I think you are changing the world and this is so, so needed. And oh, thank you. We deserve to love our business, love ourselves and not do it burn out. So like you are like a true gift and one of a kind. So thank you for all that you do for so many women and others, because it is so, so important. So uh, before we end, what does it mean to you to be wealthy? Oh, what does it mean for to me to be wealthy? It's a really good question. And it's not something that I think about very often, but for me, wealth, true wealth is not just financial. Having lived through burnout, wealth is the ability to be present in any moment and secure in any moment. And I think that that's something as entrepreneurs, we really, really struggle with because entrepreneurship is big and it's scary and it can be really challenging. And a sense of security is sometimes very fleeting. So true wealth to me is feeling secure in pretty much any situation, knowing that I can handle it. Mm -hmm. You got it. I love it. So good. Well, share this episode with somebody that you love and know that you deserve so much wealth coming your way. So thank you, Eliza, for being on today. And I'm sure we'll have you back. I would love that, Nellie. Thank you again. I really appreciate it. Always.